2: and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens of
3: Welcome to another exciting edition of a WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking us out today in the house, McCurdy Auction
0: That's what's up. We have Megan in the house. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Oh, life is good. Life is good. We have you here today. You're going to share a little bit about your background,
1: so let's just jump right in. Tell us who you are and what you do. I am Megan McCurdy-Needens. I am an auctioneer and chief operating officer at McCurdy Real Estate and Auction, um, who I am. I grew up in the auction business. I'm actually a third generation auctioneer. I, so I hear
0: <laughs> three generations. So what does a morning look like? Do they call
1: you down for breakfast
0: with the auctioneering <laughs> voice? <on you>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just like, I'm um, curious. Well, the auctioneering voice used to be a lot more prevalent prior to 2020 when a lot of our auctions um, turned to online only auctions. Mm. Um But no, a typical, it just depends on the morning. I mean, our world, it's so different every day. Um, As I mentioned, this morning, I started a Zoom at 7 Mm -hmm. a.m. Some mornings, you're starting an auction. You're setting up an auction. You're in the office. I mean, I feel like you wear a lot of different hats in our industry, especially Mm -hmm. when you're family business auctioneers. So we're out, you know, obviously engaging and interacting with clients, customers, but also our staff. And so it's a little bit of everything. It's chaos.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But Chaos. (laughs) Chaos. <laughs> it's it, it, good chaos. Yeah. Okay. So your
1: title is actually. Chief operating officer and auctioneer.
0: COO mm-hmm. and
1: auctioneer. Mm-hmm.
0: What's my boy, Braden? What's his Braden is CEO.
1: Okay. So our siblings, for yes. those of you don't people think we're married all the time. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Um, we are siblings and mm-hmm. he is CEO and I'm COO. That's awesome.
0: Shout out to, to Braden.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's all right. <laughs> Just kidding, Braden.
3: <laughs> Need to ask him, uh, does he consider Ebony a friend? Well, that's of what of I on, want to yes, know.
0: Yes, he does. I would assume so. Yeah.
3: Mm, she said assume she couldn't
0: say it's a great assumption i'm not (laughs) super familiar with their friendship or relationship but i would say yes yes (laughs) good good job
3: that's one all
0: right so let's talk about being an auctioneer so what Mm -hmm. is that exactly
1: basically the bottom line is it's connecting buyers and sellers i mean that's if you really boil it down to but it's doing it through a competitive bidding environment So, you know, you have an asset, whether that's—for us, it's mainly real estate, but sometimes that can be farm equipment or a lot of—there's automobile auctioneers, there's livestock auctioneers. Mm -hmm. And it's really putting together the buyer and seller and discovering true market value for something. Because, you know, there's appraisals, there's county values, there's, you know, what realtors say, what auctioneers say. But if you think about true market value, Mm -hmm. it is what is the public willing to pay for Pay for it, right. And a competitive, open, public auction on an asset— we'll discover true market value.
0: What's the advantage of going to auction?
1: Well, one, I could just hit competitiveness. competitiveness. Um, If you're thinking real estate, lately our market, if you haven't heard, has been insane these last two to three years, especially these last 12 months. And so bringing those competitors all to one place and making them go toe-to-toe and discovering which one wants it the most, Mm. that has been a huge advantage of, of auction. Secondly, it's the terms. So again, for real estate, You know, if you and we do both, we're traditional realtors as well. But you get into the it's contingent upon inspections and appraisals and lending and um, or due diligence periods or whatever it may be to where it brings all those buyers to the same terms. So it's a little bit easier to figure out which offer is the strongest when it's not OK, there's 10 offers, but they're all different um, terms that are built into that mm-hmm. contract. So I mean, a lot of people like the ease and the the I'd say eliminating some of the hurdles that you go through in the traditional real estate market to get to the closing table, because sometimes in. The big one is inspections. You know, you get a contract and two weeks in, it's here's your laundry list of things Mm -hmm. we expect you to do, Um, where sometimes sellers don't like to do that stuff. And in this market, sometimes don't have to, but a lot of times we do a lot of estate work. So we might have 200 estates a year. So where these people that own this piece of real estate, this house, one's in Texas, one's in Oklahoma, one's in, you know, wherever it may be. And they're not always local and it's not, you know, this was mom and dad's house or whatever it may be. But it's not easy for them to bring in contractors or to negotiate repairs or or anything like that to where it's a simplified process. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. talked about the advantages and you guys
0: do... traditional real estate, Mm -hmm. as you said as well, which I don't know that I piece those two
1: together. Have that always been the case with them? Yeah, it's just by nature of, so to do real estate auctions, even if you're what we call a ringman at an auction, so there's the auctioneer, and then there's the ringman turning in the bids to the auctioneer, you all have to be licensed real estate agents. (coughs) So just the nature of being licensed real estate agents, we cross paths with so many sellers and so many buyers that we naturally are putting together deals traditionally as well. I mean, a lot of my friends coming out of college, they wanted to buy their first home and maybe auction terms weren't the right fit for them as a first time home buyer. Mm -hmm. But I was able to jump in and and facilitate that and be their real estate agent. I know Braden's had that too. In fact, we're now at that age where a lot of those people right out of college that bought with us are now selling and then buying again. and so. Um, Sometimes auction plays a part of that, and sometimes it's traditional.
0: That's cool. So, like, even, like, right out of college, he was like, I can help. (laughs) 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 That's pretty cool. So, how many, how big is McCurdy? Like, you see the McCurdy name. Like, if you are in this area and you don't know the McCurdy name, you've, like, been living in a (laughs) rock, right? Mm -hmm. So, how how many years have you been in business? And then,
1: like, your third generation auctioneer, Mm -hmm. and how many employees do you have? So we are celebrating right now, 2022 is our 40th year in the business. Um, So this has been a big um, year for us. And it's actually been exciting too, because my dad just got inducted into the National Auctioneers Hall of Fame a couple weeks ago. Congratulations. Um, So that tied in very well to kind of the whole legacy auction and celebrating our business in the history We're between, we're about 35 plus or minus full-time employees, which is intense and not what I came into initially. Um, Brandon and I talk about that a lot, that, you know, when we came in, I personally came in in 2005 full-time, so 17 years. Um, We grew up working in the business. though. I mean, when we were six, seven years old, that's when we stopped going to daycare on weekends and we started working auctions. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So, we worked every weekend growing up. And so, even through high school, college, I mean, we were in the office. We were doing a lot of work at that time. But it's, it's grown a lot. We do about, I think I said, we do about 600 auctions a year. Majority of that is real estate. We do some personal property, a lot of like business assets or business liquidations or relocations. And then we do a lot of charity auctions. We do probably 50, 60 of those are the big charity events and benefit galas and things like that around our community that have been an important part of our business. hmm So at like six, you were
0: going (laughs) to the office and your dad was like, here, do this. Get Mm -hmm. to learning.
1: Filing papers. Primarily six or seven was actually working auctions. So in those days, I mean, a long time ago, we started, we did a lot more personal property. So we would do maybe all the household contents and the house. Well, Mm -hmm. with all the household contents comes getting it organized, getting it prepped, lining it up the day before the auction, dragging it all outside in the front yard. Um, And then auction day, clerking, cashiering, helping load tables, all that stuff. I mean, we were doing it as kids. Wow. So what, you know, this is very, I'm like so into
0: this. (laughs) So like what type of, because how do you even think, oh, you know, one day I'm going to grow up. I mean, obviously it was for you, it was Mm -hmm. in your house, but like for others, how do you get into this business? Like what makes you, like, how do you
1: sell and promote your business? You know, there is a, our industry, it is not uncommon to see a lot of multi generational, especially actually in the female side of it. Mm-hmm. It is very common to, you've had some sort of exposure generally to the auction business. You don't just wake up and say, I want to be an auctioneer. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> dad took me to auctions all my life or grandpa took me to auctions. And a lot of them go back to and root back to farm auctions, livestock auctions. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my dad started in a sale barn when he was 14 years old, um, selling cattle. I mean, and that's not what we do today, but you've, generally probably had some sort of exposure to the auction industry. And the real estate side, There's there are a lot of people who are maybe real estate professionals that once they get exposed to the auction side of like, hey, that's kind of cool. It's a different process. For me, it was just I was born into it. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we see in the female side, a lot of um, if they're first-generation auctioneers, a lot of those are coming into the benefit and the fundraising auction world. There's a lot of people that make a living in helping these nonprofits literally form, plan, go through every detail of their events. It's not just, hey, I'm walking in and crying the bid." Mm-hmm. There's so much more to those events that that really is a, a big segment of our industry as well. Wow. No, that's very helpful. And I promise last question,
0: then I'm going to turn it over to Don. Uh-uh. <laughs> Give him a chance to talk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the different, you've named a few of them, but what are some of the different positions that you have in your uh Company. So, so as you said a ringmaster, like a ringman, yeah? Oh, ringman. Sorry, um, <laughs> <It's> not the. <laughs> Wow. My bad.
1: That's okay. A I know. <laughs> I know I sometimes growing up, I, I felt like it was a circus. Um, <laughs> we've, as we've grown, we've really departmentalized. So for Mercurdy in particular, we kind of have our pre-auction department and they are helping everything from, you know, hey, I got a lead call and going out and pulling information on that property, making sure that the sales team is going to be prepared when they first go out to look at that auction, that we have all the content we need. And then for the pre-auction side, also making sure we have listing agreements because we comply with the Kansas Real Estate Commission, just like realtors do, making sure we have the same paperwork and everything like that. We have a full marketing department. And so once we have it signed, now we got to get to the right buyers and we've got to make sure that we've strategically implemented a campaign that really is going to produce the highest results for our seller. Uh, We also have a closing team. And so once it goes, the auction's over, it goes under contract. Now we got to work with buyer, seller, title company, if there is a lender, Mm -hmm. all of those professionals to make sure it gets from contract to closing. We have accounting department. We have in-house general counsel because we do a lot of estate work and we work with a lot of the estate attorneys. We also have, we don't, we don't have in-house counsel for like litigation, thankfully, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but we have custom forms. I mean, we don't use necessarily the board of realtors forms because our process is so different. Our terms are so different that our contracts, our listing agreements, all of that are custom to McCurdy. So kind of the pre-auction sales team. I forgot sales team. That's oh, the auctioneers. Yeah, that's, sim- yeah, that's um, important. That's us that are going out and meeting with clients, booking the auctions, conducting the auctions. We're the licensees. So we're kind of into, as we've grown, like I said, it's been departmentalizing. As you start, as we started early on, it was kind of, you wore every hat. You kind mm-hmm. of knew everything mm-hmm. that was going on. I, I was talking to Braden. I think that when I joined the business full-time, there was nine of us full-time. So now being at 35, like that's been one of the biggest, I wouldn't say ch- it's a good challenge, but it's different managing people and, and also managing the business and also being out there with the clients. It comes with different skill sets. And so you have to put on different hats a lot of the time. Mm-hmm.
3: You had nine employees back in the day. Now you have 35. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Can you share with the folks and especially with me, McCurdy, how did it start start
1: so my dad and mom um my parents it was a family business it generally started my dad grew up around auctions and he loved auctions his dad was a part-time auctioneer and he was in the automobile industry but then he hooked up early on with it was davenport auction out of hutchinson my both my parents grew up in hutchinson they were high school sweethearts oh oh, nice Um, Salt so he started working the sale barn when he was 14 all through college all through high school he'd go in fact he went to emporia state and would come back to hutchinson to work auctions And then he went into a banking career right out of college, moved to Wichita. Um, But on the side, he and my mom were always conducting auctions. She was kind of doing the accounting side of it, and he was doing the sales side of it. And it was kind of a part-time gig while he was in the banking business.
3: What kind of auctions, if I can interject?
1: At that point, I'd say more so personal property, um, a lot of residential contents of, you know, selling out the house, somebody's moving, somebody passed away. It gravitated into real estate over the years. In 82, so 40 years ago, is officially when he said, he said interest rates were 18%. The banking industry didn't need me. I was busy enough on the auction side that it was time. So they went full-time and mom did all the accounting, dad did. So they founded it together. They've always been together. Then I talk a lot about Brad and I, but we have an older brother too. His name is Scott. He's in Houston and he did not get out of that child labor either. He was a big part of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's kind of our history is dad just... The auction business is weird. It's such a passion thing. It's such a heart thing. Once you're in it and once you feel it, there's a certain excitement. There's a certain momentum. There's an adrenaline that goes with auction that just, if it hooks you, it hooks you. And you just, I mean, love it.
3: This is kind of self-serving, but did you get paid money (laughs) or did you get paid Big
1: Macs? When we were kids? (laughs) Yes. Chicken nuggets. Well, we started at $3 a day. Oh, that's cool. So on Saturdays, $3 a day. (laughs) They would take half of it though, and it would go in our college fund. But when I'm, I remember moving to a dollar an hour, and I thought I had made it in this <laughs> world. <laughs> and then last year, Dad gave me a bump. <laughs> last year, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. No, so we did. It was they wanted to teach us to work. I mean, that's been right. huge. If you yeah. know my dad, there's two things: mm-hmm. one, learn how to treat people; mm-hmm. Two, learn how to work. Those two things, if we can teach our kids that, were the most important things. And so they wanted us to have reward for what we were doing and understand that at an early age. Um, but with that came, we had to buy our own cars. We had to pay our own insurance. We yep. had to. So they wanted very early on to teach us mm-hmm. the value of what we were working for.
3: Excellent. I know that feeling. <laughs> um, is it fair to say that auctions back in the day when you were doing real estate was kind of the. Last resort, it's like you had to sell it. <laughs> is that? Um, and I'm, I mean, it, but it seemed like, but now it seemed like it's part of the. McCurdy is a first name you think of when you're trying to sell something, and it's not a desperate sale. Can mm-hmm. you help, or am I wrong on that?
1: Well, I love hearing that because that's part of our our mission or vision has been to make auction a preferred method of sale. Um, you're not wrong that, you know, because we do a lot of. You know, either distress, they say the three Ds, distress, Mm -hmm. divorce, death. Oh, um, (laughs) wow! That's a lot of times where people think auction. Okay, okay. So maybe I have a property that's in subpar condition. You're not wrong in that historically and in certain markets, that still is the case. I mean, there's markets where the only type of auctions they have is foreclosure or bankruptcy. Really?
3: Okay, yes, yeah.
1: That's not the case. That's not the
3: case. No. Um,
1: I'd like to think that McCurdy was a part of that and changing that. And one good auction show, you know, gets another good auction, exactly. gets another one. And once people realize and are exposed to the process, they realize it can be a preferred method. I mean, that was part of dad's goal. You know, in the auction business, you can be a traveling auctioneer. You can go from, you know, I do the Dallas sale Wednesdays, I do this sale Thursdays, I do this sale, and you're all over. And dad said, you know, I'm gonna have a family and I'm gonna have kids, and so I'd rather grow a business in my hometown and sleep mm-hmm. in my own bed every night than to worry about trying to go everywhere and and be everything to everybody. But yes, you are correct. Historically, and, and because we can do some of those situations, mm-hmm. that maybe it has historically had those negative connotations. But anymore, it's not. I mean, if no, you have— not at all. Think about—and here's how I like to say it. So think about like a celebrity or an estate or your Barrett Jackson, your high-end stuff. When you have something that you know everybody wants mm-hmm. and you're going to have a big buyer pool— the best thing you can do is exactly. put them in competition. Make exactly. them go toe to toe. That's what auction is. And and hearing people say that, you know, man, it seems like auction is really a preferred method. It That's is. our goal because yeah. it truly is. It doesn't necessarily mean a sacrifice or sacrifice a price, but it's it's again true price discovery. What's it worth? Let's find out. Yeah,
3: excellent. Did your dad consciously make that change? Because I I feel he did. But but or did it just an osmosis thing? It just happened. <laughs>
1: I think he always knew he wanted. You mean for the real estate side, yeah, or okay. for the real estate side? Um, yes. I was thinking about his life. Um, his life. He always knew he wanted to be an auctioneer. The real estate, yes. I mean, obviously, he knew he was interested, and in, he had had a real estate license since the seventies and mm-hmm. had been doing, you know, some estate work and things like that. What really I'd say threw us more so into that is um, back in the nineties, the RTC days, so Resolution oh, Trust yeah. Corporation. <laughs> oh my. Um, you don't know
3: nothing about that yet.
1: <laughs> so, that and this young. is funny because I was young. I was a kid, but I was sorting all those files behind the scenes. So wow. we were one of the auction companies. So nationwide, the government was pushing all of these properties to be sold. And so they selected auctioneers in different regions. Ah. So we did a lot of Oklahoma City, Topeka, Wichita. So we did a lot of the Kansas, Oklahoma region. And there were days they were selling 100 properties at a time. Wow. And they would go do what's called like a ballroom auction. So they might have a hundred properties and they would rent out a hotel ballroom, which if anybody's familiar with our company, we do these multi-property auctions every 45 days. That's kind of where they mm-hmm. formed from. So that kind of really propelled the real estate side gotcha. of it. And as we grew, I mean, that's candidly, that's what we're best at now. That's where our, our best knowledge is, that's where our skill sets are. That's what we do the best at, and that's where we can provide the best service is real estate. And it took a while to transition, but some of it was very intentional. I and mean, some of it just kind of came naturally
0: well friends it's time to hear a word from our sponsors we'll be back to hear more from McCurdy auction seeing the world of energy differently means looking forward and innovating now it's why we've invested in a next-gen infrastructure one capable of providing energy to you more dependably than anything before it so you can focus on what matters most reliable sustainable affordable energy that puts you first That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. At Coke, our Wichita roots run deep. As part of this community, we strive to build strong partnerships with local organizations and create opportunities for our hometown businesses and entrepreneurs. From teaching kids STEM to supporting community resources and funding grants for local educators, we're proud to support Wichita and the amazing work happening throughout our city. Interested in learning more? See how we do it at cokeict.com That's K-O-C-H-I-C-T dot com. Welcome back, friends. We're here with Megan McCurdy, Needens with McCurdy Auction. So, Megan, you know, we've been talking a lot about process and the things that you you all do. So we have a lot of business owners who are listening to this, but we also have like college students and young professionals. Can you just kind of maybe talk to us about what the process looks like, how do they get involved or begin to learn about auctioneering or learn about what the auctioning process looks like? Maybe they want to sell something.
1: I think generally when somebody's first exposed, somebody who doesn't know anything about the auction industry Mm -hmm. is their first encounter is going to be maybe we're selling something they're interested in. Maybe that's a tractor or maybe that's a vehicle or maybe that's a piece of real estate. And so they're like, oh, well, hold on. I want to understand how this process works. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is done through marketing. A lot of that is done through our website. I mean, that's the thing is that you've got to get so much content out there so that buyers feel comfortable participating and understanding, you know, I understand how the auction works and I understand what I'm buying are our two main goals in anything that we sell for the buying community. And generally that starts triggering then that deeper dive into how do I you know get more involved in this? Again, it just comes to a lot of times marketing or to crossing paths with us in some way.
0: So speaking of your marketing, with COVID, you guys had to do <laughs> some things a little bit different, mm-hmm. right? Um, so can you speak to the things, how you had to pivot and um, what that looked like? Sure. Our whole
1: business changed okay. uh, very quickly. <laughs> <All right. laughs> when you have, I mean, I think we had 40, 50 auctions on the books. And then mm-hmm. when they tell you, you can't have more than 10 or 15 people in a room, mm-hmm. that changes things very mm-hmm. quickly. So our industry as a whole, not just online marketing, but online bidding components was already working its way into our industry. In fact, most of our personal property auctions had already transitioned to online only, which typically an online only auction is going to be like a timed auction. So you have so long to bid, and then it's kind of fun because those last few seconds, those last few minutes are where you see really people bid it out. So it works naturally the same way as the live auction would have. We were doing a lot of what we call simulcast or live stream auctions at the time. So in our commercial real estate land, or investment classes, we were already offering the capacity for people to watch or bid online with us Hmm. or to come in person. So basically, COVID just forced us there in a matter of 10 days. Switch all of our auctions, get out the word, make it happen. Candidly, that change in our industry, what we think would have happened is it would have been about five to 10 years before Mm. it really transitioned as much as it has. Not 10 days. Not (laughs) 10 days. Yeah. But then once we got there, then it's There's certain portions where live auction is appropriate. In fact, I'm going to Sublette, Kansas this weekend to do a big farm auction um, that's all equipment, combines, tractors, all that, and it's Mm -hmm. a live auction. Now we are offering simulcast on some of the items, so you could do it either way. But it definitely expedited that going to the online only. And now that we're online only, there's some benefits to it. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of benefits to it. You know, people can participate from wherever they're at. People can go in. You know, if they can't make it that Saturday, they can still buy what they want. They get their free time. You know, that's if you look at, Consumers and consumer behavior, time is our biggest commodity. I don't want to go stand at an auction for two hours if I don't know if I'm actually going to get it or not. So, like on personal property, I'll register, I'll bid on everything I want, I'll put in my bids, and then I'll go and pick up the items I know I got, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. I'll go and maybe I'll get the items. So, it as an auctioneer, like a live bid calling auctioneer, it's different. I mean, I feel like my passion is in those auctions. And when you're, I mean, the people the, and the—and that's where you get your energy at an auction is the people and mm. um, and putting them together. And so it's a little bit different, but we've tried to recreate that in different ways. So like we do now, you know, if your piece of real estate is closing out at Thursday at two, as the seller, you can come into our office and we'll do what we call a watch party with Ooh. you. And it's actually really cool and really <laughs> fun. Um, but behind the scenes, like we can see, okay, we've got 30 bidders. Uh, 30 bidders registered. These 15 are online and we can see who's online. And so we can see, okay, our top bidders online, our contending bidders online, the next one down, he's not online. So we need to make a call real quick and remind them that this is closing out. And then in those last few minutes is when you really see that competitiveness Mm -hmm. going back and forth. The other thing about online auctions is at least we offer like an extension. So if there's a bid in the last 60 seconds, it's going to keep refreshing that auction to a full 60 seconds. So we might see a property on extension for 10, 15 minutes after the close time. And it's fun watching people go back and forth. So it's a different kind of fun. But we um, I mean, we still do a lot of the live events with charities or the live events with farm auctions or land. If we're doing like a multi-tract where we're trying to offer different combinations of land, we'll do that in a live auction. So we're still getting our love fulfilled. Mm-hmm. But the onlines, I will say, provide a lot of service that maybe we couldn't before with the live. Yeah.
0: I think it's a, that's a really cool pivot. And I love the watch party concept. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope, actually. Do you have beverages at the live? Uh, watch
1: party? At the live watch party? No, I'm sorry, at the watch party in your office. Um, It depends on the time of day and who the seller is. Oh. <laughs> um, typically, when we're doing real estate transactions, we are not encouraging Adult beverages. Um, we have water and coffee and tea, but right. there are sellers that I have. She seen. won't be. Well, there. I <laughs> won't be there then. I was just trying to figure out if this was a watch party I needed to attend or not. <laughs> <laughs> we have had sellers bring it in. I had okay. some sellers bring in a cooler one time, yeah, and yeah. Um, and it was actually a pretty fun one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did not partake. I was still being professional. Okay, uh, <laughs> but that's yeah.
3: Well. <laughs> uh, well, she
0: said well. Uh, very last question that I have for you. You know you're. Third generation auctioneer. Will there be a fourth? What you guys' succession Ooh. plan
1: look like? Mm. Don't know. The succession between mom and dad and Brayden and I was had been a lot of very intentional work in the last 10 years. And it's not just Brayden and I, by any means. We have Rick, who's one of our auctioneers, who's been with us for 36 years. Um, not for sure. Succession doesn't always have to be genetic. In, mm-hmm. or You know what I mean? Your own kids. And so we have a lot of good quality talent. Just like I mentioned Rick. Rick has been... Dang near family, my whole life, and it has been a big part of succession. I have a child that's four, so it's way too soon to know mm-hmm. if he would want to. Braden and Steph well, don't have kids this years. time. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> nice. And he works, nice. He goes to parades. Okay, He'll go to the. Yeah. Ch- he, he's already sporting McCurdy apparel. All right. Okay, um, <laughs>
3: nice.
1: But he, uh, so don't know yet on if it's going to be that. But I would imagine we've got some really good, committed young talent in our organization mm-hmm. um, that is really growing their own foothold. So. It's maybe too soon to tell, but, you know, transitions are hard in a family business and there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of, you know, as you start planning for, at least for mom and dad, you know, you start thinking about when I'm not in the picture, nobody Mm -hmm. wants to have that conversation. That's not a comfortable topic. Right, right, right. And so we would do like monthly family lunches that were us out of the office and it gave us that intentional time to have those conversations that was dedicated to that and, how to transition and when to transition and how to turn over responsibilities and mom and dad are still in the business right now i mean they mm-hmm. they come and they don't take a lot of stressful work right. uh, they hand yeah. that yeah. Away pretty the way pretty quick but they come and go as they please because this has been their baby. This has been their life and we always want to recognize and and have them as involved or uninvolved as they want to be. But that comes with challenges on how to manage that if dad walks in one day and hasn't been there for a week and then starts giving directions like oh, hold on. Like where did that come from? Right 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 right. right. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see the future.
3: I love online auctions. I I I'm in quite a few with office furniture mm-hmm. and uh, you can get some really good office furniture, especially with folks downsizing and yeah. or working from home. Wow. I, bu- I bought some good office furniture, but I'm bringing that up because the auction was going to start at nine 30 and at 9:28 they got hit with ransomware and they oh. got shut down <laughs> and oh. they were scrap. And uh, so I say that, you ever had that kind of experience <laughs> where you get shut down and, I mean, you're getting yep. ready to do something and you get shut down? How, I
1: Isn't mean, technology great yeah. <laughs> um, when it works? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yes. So you manage accordingly as to what you're in the middle of. Mm-hmm. So an online-only timed auction, that's not so hard because you can extend that auction. And our, our terms allow for that. And, of course, you know, we had one – that I can think for some reason for like a couple hours it wasn't letting new registered bidders b- register and oh, so wow. what we did is you know of course you know we have an obligation to our seller that's who we're working for mm-hmm. and so we talked to the seller and what we did was we extended the bidding for 24 hours we sent out a message explaining to bidders what had happened because most people I mean people are fair people like to you know what I mean they, they expect that we're gonna do what's right for them too we were doing a live stream auction one time we had about 40 some properties. And about halfway in, our whole system went down. Oh Ooh. man! And so we're calling our software provider and calling. I mean, ever. I mean, it was. It was not a lot of fun for our tech department I at bet. the time. <laughs> oh, our tech department. We have a tech department oh, too. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, web and IT developers. <laughs> Sorry, <tech> guys. <laughs> um, we do a lot of programming internally, but we ended up having to call the ox. So our software provider kept saying, give us 20 more minutes. We're rebooting. Give us 20 more minutes. Uh-huh. Give us 20 more minutes. Well, we can see and we're monitoring how many people are online, how many people are stuck with us. We could at least engage enough wow. to go back onto our live broadcast and let them know we're going to check back with you in 20 minutes. We're going to check back with you in 20 minutes. And what happened was Amazon decided to restart all their servers that night oh, in the middle of our auction. And wow. by the time we got back to full force, it had been about an hour and. Again, coming from the side of we work for our sellers, and a lot mm-hmm. of those properties are absolute. So that means no minimum, no reserve. They're selling, right, right. And we knew we had lost so much of our viewership. We ended up postponing the rest of the auction, and we it was a Thursday night, and we rescheduled it for the next Tuesday and proceeded. And so you react mm. accordingly. I mean, depend how how bad's the crisis, right? Um, right. And and manage it appropriately. Um, always keeping in mind that you know our job is to do the best job we can for our sellers, and and you go with. I mean, that's just life, isn't it? Wow. We get thrown yeah, things we're yeah. not expected, and. You you figure out the best way you think you can. <laughs>
3: exactly. I was wondering if that's ever happened. Oh, Something yeah. like that. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: <We> <laughs> right, it's not often, but <laughs> yeah. it can.
3: It, yeah. It was really, really weird. What's I think you hit on about succession, but what's next under your realm uh, as far as the next frontier for McCurdy?
1: You know, we've done we've experienced rapid growth. Um and and that's a good thing but i think it comes back to again a little bit of dad here so work ethic treat people right you do those two things your business will usually keep growing but a, a lot of it's you know growing and and getting the resources internal to continue handling that growth and continue taking us to the next level and continue doing things we it's funny so we do we do a lot with our team but we do um like once a year, we might do a full day with a whole team. And so in this full day last year, we rewrote our whole core values with oh, our wow. entire team, and core, including even interns had mm-hmm. a say in it. Um, the one before we rewrote our mission and vision statements. And so my one that I'm most proud of right now is, um, and it was actually been spearheaded by one of our newest employees, but it's capire. Capire is an Italian word that means to understand. What that means inside of McCurdy is the C is for collaborative. We want to be collaborative of, you know, you put more minds together, you get bigger, you get bigger thoughts, you get mm-hmm. better thoughts. And so working internally with our team and not just, you know, this is a sales thing, only sales department gets to weigh in on this. The next one is adaptable. So if you didn't just listen to that whole thing about COVID and changing your business in 10 days, uh, we pride ourselves in being an adaptable business to changing with the times and changing based upon the needs that are in front of us. P is pioneering. So we're innovators we are always looking you know if you if you're looking if we've always done it this way you're probably behind Mm -hmm. and so
4: pioneering
1: new things new new ways to participate in our auctions new ways to sell i is integrity and never losing that and never losing track of who you are where you come from and that you're doing the right thing for people R is reliable and i think that comes back to the history we're 40 years you know we we are a reliable company that if you put something in front of us and you have expectations we will get it done Mm -hmm. and the e is empathetic of understanding other people and understanding other people's needs and where they're at and what they're going through, whether that's our team, whether that's our customers, whether that's our families. So Capire is kind of a new thing that we are trying to, um, and I wish I could do it in the same Italian voice that that our gal does. Um, My mom actually does it really well, but Uh we're focusing internally a little bit too to make sure the infrastructure is good, the processes are good, because if you grow so rapidly and you don't have time to make sure that the internal controls are there, yeah. that you're taking care of business well. And I'd say that's a little bit the point. I mean, we uh, you know, we're we're having some transitions. We're having some added staff, some added roles, um, some new roles. And so that's been our biggest focus right now. And again, that will allow you to do more business.
3: Well, Ebony couldn't work for you. You lost her at the empathy part. <laughs> she, she zero oh empathy.
0: Oh my gosh, that is so. I hard think hard. that's you true. You know that isn't true. <laughs>
3: One more thing uh, before we roll out. Um, seem like I see a lot of commercial real estate or real estate com- traditional real estate companies adding an auction division. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that an attest- a testament to what you guys have done?
1: I think it's a testament to that auction works. I mean, I, we also say power the gavel, power last the hand gavel. wins. Okay. Um, I think that's great. You know, it's the auction industry is also a little bit. I've never seen an industry that's more supportive of one another. And so I am a huge support. If there's an auctioneer out there, I want them to book auctions. I want them to book more auctions because that's more people coming into the industry. That's more exposure to our process. And at the same time though, I want to hold you to a high standard because if you're going to do an auction, I want you to do it well and I want you to do it right. And I want you to put a good impression out there in this world of what auction is um, because that impacts all of us. If I do a good auction, that's going to help every other auctioneer in our market. If they do a good auction, that's going to impact all of us too. So, I mean, we've been super involved, Kansas auctioneers, national auctioneers. We teach, Braden teaches accredited credit auctioneer of real estate for the national auctioneers. We've been on different boards, different levels. Of We're a very sharing industry. There's never a time if an auctioneer called local or not local and said, hey, I need help with this, or this is what I'm into. What do you think? In fact, this sublet one that I was talking about, this big farm mm-hmm. auction, I called the local guy who was a friend of mine through the Kansas auctioneers, and he has gone over and above to help me. And is going to be there selling with us all weekend. That's a little bit who auctioneers are. Is we're I hope I hope to think that we're kind, we're helpful. We, you know, but we care about our industry, and so we care about each other. And that's
3: one thing we've been doing these podcasts. We're, we're approaching a hundred, I believe. But one of the things I've noticed is that different segments of business they have a camaraderie. Yeah. They. I mean, whether it's your business or the brewery folks mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody they help each other. Yeah. Sure. And that's that's pretty darn cool. You got anything else
0: I don't. That was, you know, I still, and this may not be appropriate, but I do want to hear the auctioneer
3: voice. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> I want, want to,
0: hear that. to hear it, and I feel like it's appropriate. So. This is weird because I'm not in a
1: real. This is the hardest way to auction. Do you need it's something so not to sell? real? I'll, I got something. Um, oh. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a table and chairs that I'm sitting at that we are going to auction off. Uh, all right, I'm at 100. Do you want to give 125? And I'm at 125, 151, 75, 75, 200, 200, 210, 210. Do you want to get 210, now 220, get 20, get 20, get 20. Do you want to get 220, 220, 220, 220 And I'm at 230. Do you want to get 240? Sold it for two hundred and thirty dollars. Wow,
0: <laughs> that was
3: awesome. <laughs> that's nothing to play with. That's art. I yes, mean, that is hard. too darn it. cool. That's really good. Oh my god! Did
1: you develop that at six as well? Uh, How long no. did it take you? I went to. I actually didn't want anything to do with it when I was a kid. I not. I not. I, I loved working in the business, but I didn't think that was going to be my career. So I actually did not start selling until I was twenty years old, twenty two, twenty one years old. Okay. All
3: right. So, yeah. See how she carried that 20? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> There's always a rhythm. Yeah.
3: Nice. Nice. Well, you've dealt with Ebony long enough, so now it's time to have some fun. Word association. I'll give you one word. You give me one word back.
1: Oh, I'm terrible at stuff like this. <laughs> I go blank. You,
3: you, can, you can flow with it however you want to flow with it. Um, it's not wrong because it's your word. Are you ready?
1: I think so. <laughs> You'll <Lead>. be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine.
3: That's her favorite word by the way. You'll be fine. Leader.
1: See, I told you I go blank. Um <laughs> I'm not thinking of a person. I'm thinking of a it's a feeling. It's a role. It's somebody who encourages um <laughs> I can't do one words. Um somebody people look up to that empowers others. Okay. Sorry. I'll get I'll get down to one no word. No problem. Success. <laughs> to me it's more about happiness than it is about money or business. College. Well, would it be bad if I just said fun? I was in college. I have some of my best friends now, but important. Um, transition is when you're growing in life. It's when you're transitioning in life.
3: Excellent. Failure.
1: <laughs> Daily.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: we got that one. It we got that one There's word. There's a little bit
3: of
1: that. <laughs> Entrepreneur. Innovator. Mm-hmm. Wichita. Home. Vacation. Please.
3: <laughs> yeah, a nice hero.
1: Probably dad. Aww. <laughs> okay. Chamber. Chamber. Oh my gosh, so much. Wichita there. Um, Chamber. Wichita no, no,
3: <laughs>
1: Provider. Yeah, nice. Family? I have to think about my son. Maverick. It's my son. That's my oh, first son. Maverick. Love that That's cool. He's a Maverick. He's a
3: Maverick. <laughs> nice. Fun
1: daily i'm going back you gotta have a little fun daily yeah your daily it happens
3: last but not least and you gotta have you gotta tell the truth about this one beverage wine there <laughs> <Yes>. you <go. laughs> thank you for coming on the show it's been great
0: yes thank you guys for having me absolutely it's been a blast yeah. thank you for making our morning so <laughs> wonderful all right, friends, we've come to the end of today's segment. We had our friend Megan McCurdy-Needens here from McCurdy Auction. We appreciate that you listening. If you would, please share us and like us and let us know who you want to hear from next. Till next time. Peace.
2: The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.
0: The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's
1: small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Fox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United
0: Healthcare, and InTrust Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.